We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I know you got this email because I got it at my personal and our What's Rita Up To email. This is from JBHPR on the website slotsup.com. They sent us this PR email. I don't know how they got these numbers. The SAG Awards looks that broke the internet. And they have the SAG Awards looks that broke the internet ranked. Do you know what number one was? I'm not going to go through all of them. But, but can what you guess does break? One? You can't break the internet. They're is making not... it up. They're making it up. <laughs> Okay, you can't break the internet anymore with the images or whatever. Okay. Well, according to unless you're in the net and you press the little pie sign, and then yes, okay, maybe you can break. And the, the Praetorians broke way. the internet. Yes. yes, but not like with an image of a beautiful dress. Okay, what is it? What are the well? The team at one? Slots Up has decided that number one was Haley oh, Steinfeld. <laughs> well, she did she have broke a, the she did have an innovative bang, and if she did have an innovative bang. Oh, the single bang. Well, it was like a double bang. <laughs> Because it was, like it was a, a side swoop. part with a bang, but then there was like an extra uh, uh, like punctuation a piece bang. that had a bang. Yeah, I think uh, Entertainment Online said something like she, her credit pat her credit check passed cleared or something. Wait, what was the tweet? <laughs> Wait, that I'm sorry. I, what? I spent like 25 minutes like looking her at this credit tweet. Credit check pat. What? It was like she cashed the check that her credit could clear or something. <laughs> it's clearly like a saying that is new to me that I. You just need to like, I guess, go with it. But I was looking for an explanation, but I wasn't going to get the explanation. Do oh, I see, I see. I see. I see. Here it is. The face card never declines. Do you get that? Is that like, is that something that, I mean, I understand the entertainment tonight. I understand the concept there. 
they're they're appropriating it from somewhere that it probably makes sense in the context of but in an entertainment tonight tweet with a picture of Haley Seinfeld sorry Haley Seinfeld at the SAG awards the phrase the face card never declines i'm like that is i don't get it well it should be i think even just a simple change would make it better her face card never declines or her face card is never declined i i just think it's clunky question her face is a credit card and it's and it's good for it yes her face is a credit card you know when you put the credit card and you put the chip in it's like do it again do it again or whatever like her face card is a tap to pay and it it passes immediately when your credit cards declined yes i do (laughs) i think it's more like her face card is a tap to pay and it's just instant payment always easy she doesn't have to stick it in she doesn't have to swipe it it's accepted and she can pay for whatever she needs and go on her merry way i like that you modernize the swipe into a tap for this Mm -hmm. one Mm-hmm. Well, it took like Americans five, six years to get used to the chip card. And honestly, we're still not used to it. We were late to the rest of the world. And now we have the tap to pay, which we're late to. And the tap to pay, when it when I think I'm like, ooh, it has a tap to pay. And sometimes the tap to pay doesn't work. And they're like, no, 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 stick it in. <laughs> no, stick it in. <laughs> tap doesn't well, work. it's just like, do <laughs> they have the thing, you know? Well, sometimes they have the thing and it has the little symbol of the thing. You okay. know, the Wi-Fi tipped on its side. This is stupid. Okay. Well, the SAG Awards last night had the thing. They you had the thing. Pay and and her and Haley Steinfeld, she, her face card was accepted. We accept yes. all fa- the, the. You know how they say we accept Visa, Mastercard. We accept face card also. Good. They accept all face cards. The SAG Awards. This is the most important thing for our purposes. Lindsay texted me this Just Jared headline last night. The morning shows Rory O'Connor couples up and kisses girlfriend Charlotte Hope at SAG Awards 2022. And she said, for $1 million, I could not tell you who they played. And then she put that text in our doc. And Timmy saw the doc and commented, he plays the young social media internet reporter on the morning show. He's Thank also you, the guy Timmy. in The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. He's the guy who did the things that the devil made him do in The Conjuring, LOL. That's a Timmy quote. Like the the movie The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It or whatever. He's, and he's the devil the made him do things, it. The devil made me do it. The thing about this was that just Jared tweeted this in a way that was like really hard to understand. They called mm-hmm. them the on-screen, off-screen couple. And... I thought that meant in the morning show. And I was like, wait, there are a couple on screen on the morning show. I don't even know who they are on the morning show. But they meant <laughs> they were a couple on screen on like the Spanish princess, that star show. And now we're and then there are a couple off screen and he's on the morning show and she's not. But it was confusing when they said they were like both on the morning show. And I was like, wow, I really did not pay attention because I have no idea who either of them are on the morning show. Mm-hmm. Rory and Charlotte starred this is a typo rory and charlotte and starred <laughs> come on just jared and starred it's 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 live award season we know how blogging can be in live award season you fuck up so stressful it's rory so rory and charlotte and starred in stars's former series the spanish princess stars's former series if there's ever been a bigger red flag that i haven't heard of your show stars's former series a star show that happened in the past. Another thing that I got yelled at was retweeting a, this this picture of Emily Osmond and brother Haley Joel Osmond. I, the brother thing was not in what I saw, and I thought <laughs> they were married. And then somebody was like, they look exactly alike. And I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know that to be true. I don't think they look exactly alike. I think she looks like Jamie Lynn Spears. I don't think she looks she like, look like Osmond. Jamie Lynn Spears. But does Jamie Lynn Spears look like Haley Joel Osment? Maybe. But my mind goes, oh, they're not related when I see them. 
Also, Haley Joel Osment has changed a lot since child. Like, he doesn't look like baby Haley Joel Osment much anymore. Also, I guess he does. both Haley and Emily are nominated tonight for Outstanding Performance by an Ensemble in a Comedy Series as part of the cast of The Kaminsky Method. These two siblings are in The Kaminsky Method together? Wait, I have, a, I have an important tweet about this. This is, this is how I feel about it. Where did it go? Where did it go? From Richard Lawson, I will pretty much believe you if you tell me anyone was on The Kaminsky Method. That's what I'm saying. People, do you listen to Little Girl Men? Katie Rich on Little Girl Men always talks about how good the Kaminsky Method is. And every time she mentions it, I'm like, I should start watching it. But I never start no, watching it. No, you're never going to do it. It's very if you say so, Dad. You know, like if you say so, you, you know, if you say so. Dad's like, you know what's good? Ozark and the Kaminsky Method. I'm just going to let that. I'm going to let that one lie. I, I don't gonna need let it to lie. know. I'm on a need to know basis with that. And I'm being told I don't need to know, you know? <laughs> Yes. The biggest two wins of the night, though, we got Squid Game obviously turned into them. So their wins weren't like that surprising and they felt like superstars. But Coda and Succession, it's like been there, done that. But Coda winning Best Ensemble, I truly was like, and Troy Kotzer winning the Best Supporting Actor, I was like, oh, I think a lot of people still haven't seen this movie. I think this is really surprising to people. They're essentially I who's. love Coda. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Apple TV did a really good job pushing it. Maybe more people saw it than you think. Maybe Apple more TV people, Plus. Apple TV Plus. I think Plus, more get it regular right. people saw it. I think more regular people saw it than you think. What's I think the you, no? I, I guess that's true. I think What's, your group of your group of people that you see on Twitter that are seeing like you know parallel mothers and the power of the dog didn't see it because to them it wasn't as you know prestige. But I think normal people who have Apple TV Plus or whatever saw it. I will say there are two Best Picture nominees that my parents have seen. My parents don't see movies. Can you guess what they are? Coda. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. And um, that they that they got a free trial on Apple TV Plus and they instantly canceled it. Afterwards. Sure, because <laughs> I well, like, I think it's like Apple TV Plus probably splashed that thing all over the place, so it was like you mm-hmm. couldn't avoid it. You know, what's the uh, other one? Coda and Power of the Dog because of Netflix. No. Uh, West Side Story. No, it's not streaming anywhere. Uh, yet. uh March third. Uh, HBO. Think HBO. Oh, so they don't go to the movies, is what you're no. saying? Dune. No. My mom would get up in five minutes after doing and go, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> uh, wait, what was on HBO that I missed? King Richards. Oh, like family. Fr- okay, these are both family. We yes. love family friendly mm-hmm. films. That's yeah. it. Okay, got it. That's right. it. I, I mean, and I, I think have, that there's a lot to be said I, for that. Yeah. Big news that you noticed that I love. You tweeted, oh my God, she's back. She meaning Glambot. The Glambot is back. On action. Do you want, sorry, do you want to cross it over in front of you? Uh, and camera's going to end up right here. So three, two, one, action, across, and smile right in the camera. It's super fast. So it's one second. It'll come whipping up here. Oh, uh, scoot forward just a little bit. Right on, yeah, part right there. Correction, I did find out the Glambot did come back at the People's Choice Awards in 2021, but we don't accept the People's Choice Awards. Like, no, this wasn't big enough. The SAG Awards I was like, huge. oh, SAGs are on tonight, and you were like, wow, a real award show. And I was like, oh. And I was like, is that a thing? Like, is this the first, are we in the post, ooh, are we in the post- weird award show era now we're back to normal award shows normal yeah i don't want to call it post pandemic but i do want to call it post weird award shows yeah but like well golden globes what we've passed those by uh without looking back but like now that we're on to like the award shows that haven't been canceled we Mm -hmm. are everyone's doing it quote-unquote normal you know based on what i saw of the sags i did not watch the sags the sags is a very easy award show to just catch up on you know i just caught up on it later on i think they're all easy to catch up 
I think they're all easy to catch up on. <laughs> the Oscars, I still think, maintains that that urgency, like, or at least in some cases, right? Like, and the ease of of watching because it's on network television. Sack Awards, I think, we're on it on TNT. A lot of people don't have the TNT in anymore because it's like, mm-hmm. how do you even watch TNT? I will say the SAGs should honestly try and stream themselves on any streaming platform next year. I think it would make a huge difference. They looked fun. They looked fun. Any, I mean, but just choose any of them. Right. But you you pointed out something smart, which was that not smart, but like notable. <laughs> Wait, no, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't mean thanks. that as rude. I didn't mean that rudely. I meant like it was when... I asked if you watched the SAGs because I didn't. I was like, are you watching the SAGs? And you were like, fuck no, I'm watching Euphoria. Euphoria is on. And I was like, oh, right. Nothing can compete with that. Like the Oscars well, would be dead in the water the if they competed with Euphoria. finale. Like, and it's not coming back for two years. Even if the SAGs had been on literally NBC, ABC, CBS, and Netflix, like it could, they could not have com- they could have could not have competed with the cultural steamroller that is the season finale of Euphoria. So mm-hmm. I, you're right. Maybe that was a fool's errand to even suggest that they try. But like, unfortunately, that was just badly timed for them. You know. But yes, you know what? Exactly. They love TV. They love TV. So celebrate TV. I also think that that's a confusing thing about the, like the SAGs does everything, and I think that that's a little. That's a little much to me. It's a little much to me. But, you know, it's kind of like you can tell the actors who win SAGs actually like being there. Like, the, it, it's more of an... Uh... Jessica Chastain almost died. <laughs> right. She oh, she couldn't. She almost died she winning won. that award. Can you believe she won? Wow. Okay, I'm really surprised. Uh, thank you, SAG after, after for this. I'm completely stunned. Um, thank you, uh, Searchlight Pictures and David Oh, I love you. And, and Matthew, I want to thank my team. I have the best team ever. Paul, Hilda, Steve, Nicole, my producing partners, Kelly and Rachel and Gigi. You know, because she's been doing the most, but in a different yeah, way. But she's anything, been doing the most in the language of uh, under the terms of, you know, uh, award show but listen, uh, come up that we're used to. She's sort of been doing a version of that. Lady Gaga has been doing a completely different thing. Right. But if anything, I think they would compare the two and say, wow, both yes. of these women are doing literally the most. But Jessica has earned it. And Gaga, yes. I don't know, give her a few more years of doing mm-hmm. this toiling. And then she can you can shout about the about the Meisner method or whatever. What the 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 Kaminsky method, method, Lindsay, it's called the, the Kaminsky, Kaminsky method. <laughs> the Kaminsky. But I mean, but like they <laughs> they look at, you know, they they look at especially in a war show that's TV and film. Jessica had her incredible run with that show with with Oscar Isaacs and this, you know, total transformation into Tammy. So it's like very mm-hmm. I do feel like she is kind of the ideal actor's actor for this award show. So in that way it doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me that she won. I also think a lot of those women canceled each other out in this specific one and might do it in the Oscars as well. We are being joined now. I, I'm I'm not ready. Are you ready? I don't know if we're ready, but we're gonna get ready. Because Lady Gaga is here. Hello, darling. How are you? How are you? It's- I'm fantastic. It's-, it's good to see you. You look beautiful. It's so- you look beautiful. What story are you telling us tonight with this gorgeous, gorgeous ensemble? You know what? Uh, the story I'm telling is the truth, which is that I'm just really honored to be here. I'm looking at the Anna Lynn McCord video that we're going to talk about for the next few minutes. Um, and it has, as of Monday morning, over 30 million views on Twitter. 
how many of those 30 million people, let's call them each unique visitor viewers, which is probably not the case, but let's just be generous. How many of those, yeah, if 30 million people watch that video, how many of those people do you think understand who Annalyn McCord is? I will say fewer than 1 million people. <laughs> Dear President Vladimir Putin, I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. If I was your mother, you would have been so loved, held in the arms of joyous light. Never would the stories plight the world unfurled before our eyes, a pure demise of nations sitting peaceful under a night sky. If I was your mother, the world would have been warm, so much laughter and joy and nothing would harm. I can't imagine the stain, the soul stealing pain. I think this video stands on its own as being wacky in a way that is unique to not knowing who she is. Like mm -hmm. we were talking about this earlier, but like compare it to the Imagine video that only tracks as being wackadoo if you know who all those people are, if you know that they're famous because it could just be some random people singing Imagine and then it's like less interesting and not even that notable. This, a, a beautifully handwritten poem about Putin is like outrageously funny on every level, even if you don't even know who this blonde woman is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the performance piece. That's how well, that's how good the performance is. If you knew she was a star of the short-lived 90210 reboot, that only adds to it, you know? But otherwise, who cares? If you knew that her sister, Rachel, wrote the iconic 2000 lab bestseller Slaying the Fame Game that I own a signed copy of, maybe you would find this even more exciting. But even if you mm, don't, you're you just would. like, who maybe is this? Who is this Cuckoo Bananas uh, Looney Tune in her living room reading a poem about the uh, invasion of Ukraine by Russia? Saying mm -hmm. that if yeah. she were Putin's mother, none of this would have happened. Of course, more <laughs> poetically than I'm saying now, but... I mean, it is a poem. To give her credit, it is a poem. You, you're allowed to take poetic, you know, what do you call it? Poetic license. License to create, uh, to play with language, you know, and this was her inspiration. I do find it hard actually speaking about it to knock somebody else's creative endeavor if it's a poem. Like, I, I, I do have a hard time mock mocking that now that I'm laying it out. I do too. I just like, it's embarrassing. Couldn't be me. I was willing to give her more benefit of the doubt. And then I read the explanation. And then I said, this is funny. This is actually ridiculous. Her explanation is funnier than the poem itself. <laughs> she says, I know how I could have easily moved in the direction of becoming a dictator myself. If certain circumstances of my life were different, were I a little less bent towards healing and more towards vindication, I could have been a darkly powerful person. Anna McCord is saying that had incredible. the tape, had this, you know, butterfly effect of her life been a little bit different, had the butterfly landed on her shoulder instead of on her knee, she could have ended up being a, incredible. a ruthless dictator who killed exactly. millions of people. Yes. She helped me get over my fear. Is that right? Oh, by the way, I'm throwing a party for Guru Sona. It's just going to be a small get together to introduce her to some people in LA. You guys have to come. Sure. Yeah, we're there. Wonderful. Well. Namaste, bitches. There's the sliding door, the Gwyneth Paltrow sliding door of options for Annalyn McCord. And she could have had the capacity to be, you know, mm -hmm. in Putin's seat. Leaving Annalyn, Annalyn McCord behind. Who's another uh, famous sibling, Lindsay? Cruz Beckham apparently is now here. He's I have here. to say, I'm really, how many more Beckham kids are? How many Beckham kids are there? Is, is this there the a last surprise one? Beckham kid? This is the youngest no, one. Is this, no, like, there's, is this there's the Romeo's older one? than Cruz. This is the youngest one. 
it's Romeo Beck, uh, Romeo Brooklyn Cruise, and that's it. Well, Brooklyn right? Romeo. Oh God, there's Harper. <gasps> Fuck, there's more. Wait, it's a girl though. She's a girl. It's a girl. She's six years younger. The youngest one is Harper. Fuck. I thought we literally. I thought this like cruise. We got Brooklyn. We got Romeo. We got Cruz. We got Harper. And Harper has yet to come out as a social person, as a socialite. Yeah, but you know what? It's too. uh, We have to. I can't with another. She's like Taisa Taisa Farmiga in the Gilded Age, and uh, Carrie Coon is Victoria Beckham. And she's like, we will not have your coming out party yet. We will not. For all the Gilded Age watchers out there, that is a good reference. He is on the cover of ID Magazine, which I guess is his is like a coming out thing, if only because he like posed like topless, topless, mm-hmm. like shirtless, like sexily. And people mm-hmm. were like at the same time scandalized because he's only 17, but also like Cruz Beckham, the next Beckham just around the corner. I guess we're giving up on Brooklyn and moving on to the next one. You know, the promise of a Beckham up. that is like as you know revered as as the parents is they keep on putting them in the spotlight to be like how about this one how about this one how about this one you know i just like there must be some sort of moment in every young beckham's life where they're called downstairs to mother and father and mother and father have like one flow sheet on a mother and poster father. board thing mother and father have a flow sheet on some poster board or like bifold piece of foam core and they're like Brooklyn or Romeo or Cruz, it's time to choose your path. And the path is like model, actor, chef, footy player, or like fashion designer. And it's like, pick one of the five and you have to pick one of the five. And then they put all of their money into whatever that is. You know, like your options seem very limited in the Beckham household. Well, they don't know like what jobs are. What do you think they're, what do you think they think are jobs? Like what are, you know, it's like chef was one, you know, brother Brooklyn did that. He also tried his hand at photographer, which was also on a big card and then crossed out after a few years. They crossed out. Photographer is no longer an option in the Brooklyn Beckham house, in the Beckham household. You cannot do this again. I mean, this is, Cruz reveals in this article that when he picked the little piece of paper out of the, out of the Victoria Beckham branded hat, I Mm-hmm. I imagine the hat as being kind of a page boy hat, but leather and like with studs. He picked out the piece of paper out of that hat and it was, it said singer on it. So now he's going to mm-hmm. be a singer, right? And then they funneled a few, a few millions of dollars from their bank account into his singing career, his, you know, allegedly forthcoming singing career. I have not seen much evidence beyond a Christmas song that he recorded when he was, uh, I guess, 11 called If Every Day Was Christmas. These are both recorded pre-voice change, pre-pubescent songs. Joining us on FaceTime, we're so excited. <laughs> it's an extra special guest on the show. He has his first ever single out today. Whoa. And this is one of his first ever interviews. Please give it up for our new best friend, Cruz Beckham, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Cruz. Hey, Cruz. <laughs> hey, Cruz, it's a big week for you. Um, not only have you got a single to release, which we're going to be talking about in a second, but you were at the Jingle Bell Ball. Yeah. Did you have lots of fun? I loved it. It was amazing, yeah. And who was your favourite? I know what you're going to say, but I just want him to hear you say it. <laughs> who was your favourite person at the ball? Uh, Nathan Sykes. Nathan wow. Sykes is going to love that. He's going to be so chuffed. <laughs> so, Cruz, you're releasing a Christmas single. That is so exciting. Can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, it's amazing. It's two of my favourite things, singing and Christmas.
Yes, he covered the Justin Bieber song Home to Mama also five years ago. So we have yet to see like his current uh, musical talents. But allegedly, according to, you know, ID by Vice, it's coming. What followed was years of making sense of things creatively and personally. Quote, I thought I would want to do football. And then I did that for a bit, he recalls. Even going so far as winning a contract with Arsenal. God, I wonder how. But still, he came back to music, which felt like his first love. Quote, at that point, I just decided this is exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. 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 All right. Sure. Um. What's Anything's next? better than Brooklyn's cooking career, to be honest. honest <laughs> I'll take if he wants to go on American Idol. Fine. You know, like I'll take that over like what we're currently being given force fed. I'll, I'll say that force fed. I will take Do it. You know, I mean, he didn't. He, he's so musical, Cruz. And we didn't even realize that he could sing. You know, he's <laughs> always the one that plays football. Um, and, and he was just sitting in the back of the car one day and he was singing. And I was like, wow, you, you can really sing. And then he picked up his cups and off he went. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> got a big career ahead but, of him. I mean, we are like a traveling circus, our family. <laughs> yeah. We sing, we dance, you we do, do football, we do fashion. You run in high heels, you've we, got it all down. We do. A lot of people tweeted this at us, or they tweeted, they added us in the replies to this tweet, which was a uh, tweet from the actor Sam Page. I'll read it to you. I may have taken him home, but at Kia USA, Robo Dog belongs to everyone. Hashtag ad. See how you can take him home, play fetch, and teach him a new trick through the hashtag Robo Dog AR experience. Parentheses, link in bio. Hashtag live fully charged. Hashtag Kia EV6. Hashtag dogmented reality. And what follows is a photo of Sam Page, the actor, um, who you might best know from the bold type or not at all. And a cartoon photo of a dog like copy and pasted over his body as if it's with him. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know, this what is, is there to say about this, except this for is that. Kia's bond. Here's my question to you. So the Kia bond, it's about a, a new Kia all electric car. The commercial is for a robo dog that's in a window. The doggy in the window sees Sam Page fill up his electric car with electric juice, with electricity and says, that's the family for me. I'm going to escape the store because this family understands electrical powered objects. And then it runs out of charge and wakes up to find Sam Page refilling its charge. And then he's found love. Okay. This theoretical, this is a theoretical RoboDog. It doesn't actually exist. This was a Super Bowl ad too. But I, do you think that because his, so far his, his biggest claim to fame, I guess is he's Hallmark. He's on the bold type. The person who cast him, cast him because he just kind of looks like a TV commercial guy or because they knew people would recognize him from television? Like, well, was he cast for being it's, a who or a them? He, I, right, it's the same thing as, remember when that actor played himself? Oh, God. That actor played an actor in the ad for, like, a, a flight for, like, orbits or, like... I think it was, oh, like Chad, it was Michael Chad Michael Murray, Murray or something. It was Chad Michael Murray. I remember we were like, but he didn't play himself. He played he like a play guy himself. named Hank, but he was yeah. playing an actor or something. And it was like, why wouldn't he just play himself? And then the answer was like, maybe they didn't w- think he was recognizable enough to even have people maybe assume yeah. that he was an actor playing himself in this ad. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think he's just kind of that guy. I don't think he was cast. It's not like getting, it's not like landing. Um, oh, we're going to have 
isn't Jason Bateman in one of those commercials? Oh, we're going to get Paul Rudd and Seth Green in one of these commercials, and they're going to play themselves. It's like, no, we're casting Sam Page because his headshot's good, and he's a pro, and, you know, he's, like, conventionally handsome in the right age demographic. I mean, you know, like, that's Keith it, right? Keith in the Hallmark movie Walking the Dog. He was Keith? He was also in The Perfect Christmas <laughs> Present, A Royal New Year's Eve, The Story of Us, My One and Only, Christmas in Rome, a Godwink Christmas, Second Chance, First Love, and Brazen. Oh, that's a that's a Netflix film. But anyways, he is like prolifically in Hallmark movies to the point where when I was looking at the replies to this tweet with the dog in it, people were like, oh, it was so nice to see you in a, in a Super Bowl ad. Congratulations, Sam. And I was like, wow. Okay. okay. He's been in no fewer than seven Hallmark movies. So that is a lot, you know? That's an lot. audience. Maybe Tia Dude. just wants some Hallmark channel list watchers to buy Kia's. It made me intrigued. I was like, oh, an all-electric Kia. No, it didn't. She was unlucky in love. Will you be my Valentine? Not a fan of Valentine's Day, I see. No, not really. Until one Valentine's Day changed everything. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> From lonely heart. I'm starting to believe in love again. To hopeless romantic. I really like him. A Hallmark Channel original movie. You are the most wonderful person I've ever met. All Things Valentine on Hallmark Channel, the heart of Valentine's Day. Heidi Pratt? Heidi Pratt Montag. Heidi Montag Pratt. I would say she's still kind of Montag. Heidi Pratt housed a full chicken liver. Was it a chicken liver? Too big to be a chicken's liver. Look at it. It's huge. Cow liver. This is going to be gross. Honestly, fast forward if you're of, of the vegan or vegetarian thing because... Well, what I mean is if you're asking how we know that Heidi Pratt ate a liver a raw liver it's because she posted an instagram story with a liver in her mouth and she captioned it eating raw liver there's so many health benefits to eating liver animal organs raw liver so see i already had a huge bite here definitely get used to it i think it's i think it's a still from a movie uh the daily mm-hmm. mail is doing her it dirty is. as if she posted these stills but it's just her posting a video of her biting into raw Nine. liver and saying like yum or whatever God. well it's a new diet trend right it's a new diet trend the the, the someone in hollywood got bamboozled by a new agey goop adjacent hollywood doctor who preys on these rich people who are trying to live forever and it's like well you know what my studies say it's all about eating only animal products that's all you need spencer's a big spencer's a big like look at my grill guy he went Mm -hmm. through some phase where he was like look at my grill also i want to read to you a sentence on the daily mail i feel like they put this really it's really them the way they describe this she then showed the squishy pink liver to her audience and pointed out a side that had already, I'm not done, that had already fallen victim to her strong pearly whites. That's their way of saying she took a bite out of this. God, if I were an English teacher, like a high school English teacher, one of my, one of my lesson plans would be like, write, write this in Daily Mail language. I'm going to give yeah. you a scenario and write about it as if you worked for the Daily Mail. That would be so, what a fun exercise. This also was an amazing article because after they posted like a thousand photo, a thousand unflattering photos of her taking a chomp out of this like raw <laughs> liver, which is fully gross. They said, you know, <laughs> they captioned one of the photos with more time on her hands. Montag will have quite a time. 
Montag will have quite a lot of time to dedicate her to her new hobby because her reality show, The Hills, New Beginnings, was canceled last month. Again, a br- br- brilliant. That's incredible writing. Brilliant. <laughs> like, <laughs> they even spelled reality wrong, and yet I'm still like, this is the peak Real-th. of journalism. Real. 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 Telling you. I love the line that you bolded up here. She chewed for a few long seconds, thoroughly misspelled throughly, throughly breaking up the rubbery meat before assuring her followers, quote, you definitely get used to it. <laughs> Definitely get used to it. Despite her advocacy for the health craze, Montag didn't want to hear her 977,000 followers jump in, so she turned off the comments. <laughs> God, the, the expert way of inserting all of these details into just r- ruthless drags. It's ruthless. so it's so smart. Um, they're ruthless. so talented. But who is this guy? Paul Saladino, MD, is the carnivore MD 2.0. I have to say, if you are a doctor, you shouldn't have to say you're a doctor, like in the con- in the description of you, you know? It's it's worse than the way you describe. This is his bio. I am known as carnivore MD, comma, and I actually am a legitimate MD. I went to medical school at the University of Arizona and did oh, my residency no. at the University of Washington. That's not what I Can want you my, imagine if my you doctor to say. Went to your doctor and they were like, "Hi, I'm Doctor Weber. I'm actually a doctor." I'd be like, <laughs> "What? I'm here. Like, what? What are you talking? What are you talking about? Who said you weren't a doctor?" Do you know who uh, of of the Who Weekly people we follow? Do we not follow Heidi? How could we not follow Heidi? We follow Heidi. Of course, we follow Heidi. Yeah, we follow her. Of the of our followers, when we go to Carnivore MD on Instagram. There are two people that it says followed by blank, and it's two who's that we've talked about in the past. They are. Is it Heidi and Hen- Spencer? Henry Golding. No, Henry oh, Golding. No. Oh, no. And Benjamin Mascolo. Oh, a Bella Thorne's husband. Bella Thorne's, yeah. Uh-huh. Fiance. Okay. Are they married yet? No, they're just engaged. That yeah. track. Henry Golding, though. Interesting. Henry Golding. Eating a lot of raw meat, maybe. Maybe he's just intrigued. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular, hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, T.N. Tran and Katie Kershaw. They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. <laughs> you sort are. of. Kind you of. Are. A little you bit. Are. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports. And in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me. They're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention Yes, and that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go France. to Quebec. <laughs> but really, 
I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language with Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. Speaking of wackadoo things, Jeremy Davies. Actually, you know what? Jeremy Davies is iconically in a cannibal movie, Ravenous, my favorite Jeremy Davies movie. Speaking of raw liver. What's that's Ravenous? Segue, isn't it? Oh my God. Ravenous is one of the best suspense horror movies. Oh my God. It's... Jeremy Davies, it's Guy Pierce, it's what's his name, Robert Carlyle, David Arquette's in it. Now, one man must choose between others. Between having dinner and being dinner. Okay. Very, very good. You know who did the music? Damon Albarn. Okay. How about that? Okay. I'm that's not you're not selling me on that yet. Okay. Jeremy Davies is a character actor, I think probably best known for Lost and Private Ryan. He's a Lost, he's a I would say. he's a peak that guy. He's on every list of He's a peak that guy, but I think his, I think, I think Lost, along with a lot of the other Lost people who had been that guys for a long time, broke out in in the, that year. And then kind of like broke back in, you know, like kind of just like went away. <laughs> they were but like, we have to go back. <laughs> he wasn't one of the, he wasn't one of the Lost people that kind of stayed out of the, out of the closet or whatever. And I don't mean that mm -hmm. in that way. I mean it like in just like a different way. We have to go back. It was recently revealed or he recently joined Cameo. Um, he joined Cameo in a very big, dramatic way. He hasn't done it many times yet. Like the most recent screenshot, he only has 17 reviews, so he probably hasn't done all that many of them. And he's also not taking and any requests at the moment, which is interesting. And if you watch his cameos, you're like, I see why. <laughs> they're very impassioned. Too, like, they're very they're intense. too involved. Yeah, I'm sure they take a lot out of him each time he does they're one, you know? They're a little you know? spooky because they're so dark. Like they're very, very dark. Listen, my friend, let me say from the jump, let me apologize uh, acrobatically. Uh, let me apologize polymorphously from the jump uh, to start out with a few uh, wildly polysyllabic words. Um, why am I apologizing? Um, I, I just, this will be, um, well, here's the thing, brother. You happen to catch me. I'm really exhausted right now. I'm, I'm, I, it crossed my misfit mind to um, try to reschedule your video message um, in your honor. Uh, so, so as not to 
subject you, Michael, uh, to to this, what you're observing right now, which is essentially, um, my friend, you just happened to catch me um, at a um, uh, kind of record-breakingly chaotic time in my life. Um, Unfortunately, we don't even know how much he charges because he's no longer available on Cameo. But at the same time that he kind of announced his Cameo, people started discovering his website, which is jeremydavies.com slash site and one of the actually maybe the only feature on the website that's of note is a very long web page that's basically a pdf in the form of a web page but the pdf itself is really just a word doc it's a long word doc that's maybe 30 pages long almost maybe more 31 32 pages long it's kind of a it's like bas- you it's know, his manifesto it's, a, it's like yeah it's like his social media manifesto he calls it a criminally misfit altruistic inaugural social media mission statement of sorts this guy's talk about wordy this guy's the <laughs> wordle of actors i mean he can't stop with the words imagine if wordle gave you um instead of just six guesses Thirteen thousand. <laughs> Imagine if you're you just playing kept Scrabble with words. this guy, and he had unlimited tiles. I mean, he just could go for <laughs> exactly. ever. <laughs> exactly. It is. He does call his letter long-winded, but that's like that's like saying like, "Oh, sorry for being rude. Give me a million dollars, right?" Well, and I and what's really funny about it, I mean, apart from everything, in in addition to everything, is that when it starts, you're sort of like. Before you realize that it's 30 pages long and you start, it starts with the idea that like, hey, I've never been on social media before and I'm here and there have been a lot of imposters in the past. And I just want to tell you that if you've ever interacted with me on social media in the past, it was not me. I'm only joining it now. This is me. And I'm sort of like, okay, that makes sense. I get what you're doing it. And then you get to bullet point five and he goes, (laughs) this is when things really start to turn. And he goes, and I suspect I will delete this next part, but... For what it's worth, I confess, it also crossed my mind that it might be wise of me to try social media because I believe I heard somewhere that if one chooses to participate in SM, social media, this course of action can, in theory, expand one's social circle winky face, which I figure might not be an altogether terrible thing when you consider that I also happen to be the version of Jeremy Davies who has never been married and has never had children. So it's like, oh, There's he wants to meet people. There's parts of that are, like, endearing. Right? That's what I mean. So you're like, okay, it's so not this, like this is a sweetie cutie pie. It's not 100% wacky. I guess, like, as a whole, like, looking at like bird's eye view we're talking 32 pages it's wacky but in terms of like when you actually get into the nitty gritty and the details of what he's actually saying in this there are parts that are genuinely like endearing endearing but then he'll be like here's a list of my favorite actors and he goes from mark rylance christopher walken jeff goldblum forrest whitaker walton goggins who was his friend michael k williams idris elba meryl streep i have no complaints here literally the next page mamie gummer grace gummer Denzel, Diane Keaton, William Hurt, Glenn Close, and who do we have? Evangeline Lilly. Lost co-star. Put that, put a pin in that because we're going to get back to it. Wait, I'm sorry. Page five. This is page five of 32. He says, now before I hustle to wrap up this already exhaustingly Jeremy Davies centric document, as promised for what it's worth, I'd like to offer you guys a few personal insights that I've never shared publicly. In other words, that's right. You catch on fast friends. I'm vividly relieved to stealthily angle the public spotlight away from me now and onto a few of my favorite people, God sized artists, books, films, ideas, and various works of genius. <laughs> this is page five of 32. <laughs> well, he goes like, through all 
of his favorite books, all of his favorite movies, all of his favorite television shows. And some of them, it's really funny. It seems like his favorite writers. He write, He goes through his entire bio, too. And it's so weird because some things get expanded and other things don't, which sort of makes you think that he added certain things for, like, optics reasons. Because only a few things get, like, the full Jeremy Davies, um, I'm a huge fan treatment. Other things, it's just like... And also read, like, uh, On Tyranny. You know, like, it's just like, He puts what? his favorite quotes, and one is by Buddha. Like, it's very detailed. <laughs> <laughs> his favorite filmmakers include uh, Steven Spielberg, Greta Gerwig, um, sure, Miranda great. July. Okay, so you have it, have it, have it, have it, have it. And I'm reading the whole thing, and I don't know why I'm still scrolling, right? I'm on page 15. I'm like, why am I still doing this? <laughs> Why am I reading a paragraph about Merritt Weaver? Why am I reading an even longer paragraph about Sean Penn? And then on page 30, this happens. Remember how I said, put a pen in Evangeline Lilly? We talked about Evangeline Lilly a couple of weeks ago because his she's friend from Lost. His friend, his friend from, from Lost. His friend from Lost. Okay, hold on. I have to get back the, uh, get past the Ani DeFranco screed. Jeremy Davies. This is his sign off. Jeremy Davies, parentheses, AKA the real JD. AKA the only Jeremy Davies who would write such a record-breakingly self-deprecating, laughably social media ignorant SM post like this one, winky face, close parentheses. It could have ended there, but it didn't. At the very bottom of page 30, he goes, P.S. A brief, acrobatically compassionate, and honorably disclaimed medicinal addendum for all of my fans, colon. New page. As I post this, to understate, you're all in my immuno-igniting, empowering thoughts and non-denominational prayers these corona-colored days. So it's an honor to offer you a completely unsolicited link to the aforementioned recommended Earth Clinic's coronavirus page. And I was Uh-oh. like, I swear to God. <laughs> Could have seen this coming a thousand pages ago, but yeah. And you click it, and what is the page that it links to? Coronavirus COVID-19 Alternative Treatment and Prevention. Um, and a related link on this, it doesn't actually go as far as to be like, don't take the vaccine. But the related link on this page is COVID-19 vaccine side effects. So the implication here is that, I mean, it has a this website has a page about ivermectin and the effectiveness of ivermectin. So you kind of get the idea of what's going on here. He says, don't take the vaccine without taking the vaccine. And that kind of strips all the charm away from this. It just, it sets it on fire. You I know? mean, but you could have seen it coming. Like there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a quirkiness that tr- very much lends itself to, uh, you know, <laughs> that, that, uh, that side of the, of the spectrum. I mean, we've, <laughs> we're now 32. We're now, if you've read all 32 pages of this guy, like, you know where it's going. You know what I mean? It's not like he didn't <laughs> warn you. He didn't, pre- he fully prepared you for this twist, you know? I just, I just wish I could have been stuck in the version of me and the sliding doors version of me that didn't go past like page 16 when he wrote the sentence i love the unnameable feeling i get when i watch elephants painting you know like why couldn't that have been the jeremy davies version that i ended with (laughs) like uh, oh jeremy davies this is great i mean it's it's very clear and i like this you know for his (laughs) future cameos you can ask him to talk about any of these topics you have 32 pages worth of topics that you can ask jeremy davies to expand on within the cameos should someone who was in saving private ryan and lost have better curtains (laughs) like god let the light in jeremy talk to you about my new subaru impreza and explain its relevance to you and me and the car business okay okay 
This car is like punk rock. Now, now, just trust me, this is relevant. Do you remember when rock and roll was really boring and corporate? Well, punk challenged all this and said, hey, excuse me, but here's what's cool about music, remember? Now, Subaru, with this Impreza, is challenging some car thinking here. This car is all about reminding you and me what's great about a car and moving forward and making cars better and less disappointing. Just like punk, except it's cars. Big Sean was trending on Twitter over the weekend, and I was like, why is Big Sean trending over on Twitter? Like, is he dating someone else? Like, what's happening? Well, he was trending, and people were like, now I see why Big Sean's big. And it's like, everybody <laughs> was making the same joke, or was like, oh, wow, like, uh, Big Sean, was not he's not lying. And I was like, what are we talking about? And then I realized they were all looking at a picture of his uh, baby dick, you know? They were all looking at a picture of a dick. A dick being placed beside a Nintendo Switch and being just about the same size as the Nintendo Switch. And that was going viral, right? And it was allegedly posted on Big Sean's close friends. And the close friends person screenshotted it, put it on the internet, and we all know what happens, what happens next, okay? I don't think we would have talked about this had he not commented on it directly. So a Instagram account that, was it the Shade Room? Which one did he actually comment on? I think it was the Shade Room. Pretty sure it was Shade Room. This is not me. Yes, it was. It was. It was the shade room. room. So the shade room posted about this using um, po just posting like the funny memes that people made about it. Not posting the photo, obviously. That's you know, don't do that. But they posted the reaction videos to it, and Big Sean commented on that post. This is not me. And as <laughs> to me, that shuts it down. I'm like, I believe. It. I don't like, care whether it's his dick or not. I just. It's really funny that this this dick was measured alongside a Nintendo Switch to me because <laughs> I now know exactly how big that dick is and like I'm very familiar with the Nintendo for, Switch for every item that you could place a dick next to. I do feel like that's a really good one to really show mm -hmm. the um, I, size. The when I saw this photo, I zoomed in. I was like, "What's he playing?" Um, and <laughs> would you like to know what he's playing? Because I fully zoomed in. What is he playing? He's playing Super Smash Brothers, or someone okay. is. Whoever's dick this is. I'm saying Big Sean said it's okay. not him. I believe Big Sean, it's not his. So whoever uh -huh. owns this particular penis is now playing um, Smash Brothers, uh -huh. Fortnite, Tetris 99, a little vintage, and um, Super Mario. Tetris 99 comes with the Switch. Mario Kart 8 is sort of like slivered off. None of those are really unique enough to really see would Big Sean play those games. I th I was trying to one of the reasons I zoomed in because I was trying to see the uh, there's one of the games is a um well one of the games is very um is obscured because of a because of a glare and so I was just like what is that game I think it's like Trine perhaps but I can't really see so if you can tell what this middle game on is on this person's switch I'd like to know you know like what is this person playing. Not to, you know. you know, whatever, but because Timmy put it here, a uh, Nintendo Switch is 9.4 inches long. That's, <laughs> if Big Sean had a 9.4 inch dick, that would be really, okay. that'd be really impressive. It'd be interesting. It'd be, it'd, interesting. It'd be interesting. Uh, it would be really impressive, you know? But he does have a song, unfortunately, that says that he plays Nintendo DS. So, but that's not a Switch. Maybe he said, I don't want to play the Switch. I like a Nintendo DS. A DS is smaller, though. He'd have a smaller dick if he put it next to a DS. <laughs> right? They're smaller. I think, yeah, DSs are smaller. DSs They're are They're a little smaller. bit smaller. Maybe not by mm -hmm. much, but like the, it'd be closer to like a five or six inch versus like a nine <laughs> inch, right? Yeah, I think so. Definitely everyone is going to enjoy it. I don't think you have to be a musician. It's very simple. You don't have to be like an excellent gamer. Perfect on the first one. The DSi, what's so wonderful? The portability, the stylus. 
definitely for me, I'm someone that travels. I'm someone that, you know, I have all these purses and luggage and something small, something compact, something accessible, something I can get to really fast is, is important because I usually have five minutes or two minutes on a set. Um, what did Olivia Atwood do? Love Island's Olivia Atwood, Lindsay? Why don't you read her? Why don't you read this headline and you'll know? Okay. Love Island's, this is the mirror. Love Island's Olivia Atwood, quote, forced to close down her clothing brand after three months. Love Island's Olivia Atwood, to be fair, I watched Love Island, could not tell you this woman is, and I don't think it matters, has reportedly been, quote, forced to sh close down her clothing brand just after three months. The reality star set up her business called We Are Foolish, selling luxury clothes in November. But after complaints of delivery and severe delays, she has temporarily closed it. <laughs> Let me read that again. The reality star set up her business... We are foolish selling luxury clothes in, this, in November. But after complaints about the delivery and severe delays, she has temporarily closed it. So you're telling me they're foolish. Yeah. So you're telling me you are foolish. You're telling me that when I buy clothing from brand from a Love Island Stars clothing brand called We Are Foolish, I'm not going to be getting my clothes. Well, here's the thing about We Are Foolish. The brand is actually just called Foolish. So if you go to the website, the brand is called Foolish. Stop. But their website is We Are Foolish. And oh, in the about, they go, we okay. are foolish. This is, I think, the mirror used we are foolish to be a little meaner. <laughs> like, because I think you, everyone must recognize the humor in a brand called we are foolish shutting down after three months. No, I think the mirror just didn't know that they, they just went with the, didn't even like, just thought it was we are foolish because that's the website name. Foolish is a contemporary luxury brand by Olivia Atwood. Intentionally contradictory. <laughs> so she's in on the joke. Foolish embodies, quote, acting without judgment, a reflection of Julia's no nonsense attitude, humor and personal style. Again, this Wait. shut down after three months because they couldn't they couldn't hack it. Quote, since launching Foolish, our customers have experienced severe delays with their orders. For that, we are sincerely <laughs> sorry for any inconvenience caused and therefore have made decision to move into a superior and larger fulfillment center that will ensure our customers receive their orders efficiently. Since launching Foolish. <laughs> Think twice before you call uh, your brand something like that. Let's talk about relationships and let's begin with one of the great relationships of uh, the lifetime of this podcast. One of the great uh, relationship reveals of the past couple of years. Niecy Nash and Jessica Betts, wife and wife, were on the cover of Essence. They were the first ever same-sex couple to cover Essence. And the incredible. cover is iconic. The profile is really good. It was written by Demetria Lucas she wrote a tap of the brown profile that we talked about a few months ago, maybe even a year ago at this point. First of all, they describe Jessica Betts as, this is amazing, a singer 10 years her junior being Niecy Nash with a Colgate smile and a major BDE, despite not being born with a D. <laughs> That's a good way of describing <laughs> Jessica Betts also. And then I love this. This is, this is good uh, work on Demetria's part. When Niecy declares that she's the happiest she's ever been, I ask what it is about Jessica that does it for her. Jess truly sees her, she responds. And Demetrius like, everyone says that. Everyone says, she really sees me. What do you mean? And then Nisi has an answer. And she goes, it's to be accepted for the truth of who you are all the way around. Good, bad, indifferent. It's where someone sees your past, your pain, your bullet holes, your stab wounds, whatever oh you got God. in the bag over your shoulder when you show up. And they say, I see it all. I still love you and receive you. I feel like the love that I receive from her is custom as opposed to off the rack. I feel like the assignment happened in the spirit realm before we ever knew about it. That is one of the best <laughs> responses to like I can't a question deal about with a relationship custom. that I've ever read. It's custom as custom, opposed to off not the, the rack. rack beautiful isn't that good 
it's also nice i'll say like in terms of just the media of it all like I wouldn't say magazines are as relevant in culture as they once were, but the idea that being on the cover of Essence, whether or not a lot of people are reading Essence at the moment, which I don't actually think a lot of people are reading any magazines at all in depth, like the way that they used to, being mm. on the cover of Essence and being the first same-sex couple is still important and still gets you kind of like, that image is still important, that photo, mm -hmm. that that picture that placement is still cool and great and important and gets you talked about and you can speak from there like do you know what i mean you don't have to subscribe to any magazines in 2022 to be no, like to wowed by the this idea beautiful of image magazines. right exactly and for magazines to still have like cultural weight i think that's proven whenever you look at like stan twitter and stan social media which is toxic in so many ways and like supportive and uplifting in other ways but like stan twitter who are presumably young people, they understand that magazine covers are important. And they're like, they've never lived in an age where magazines were as ubiquitous as they were back in the day, you know? And they still understand the, the, the relevance of those things. I think mm -hmm. that's proof of there. Moving on, Debrat and Judy got married. They used the date that everyone wanted, 2-22-22, to get married. And they had the most pink bride-on-bride femme lesbian thing i've ever seen in my life horse-drawn carriages incredible the most florid like kind of two wedding dresses that are each like princess diana times a million you know like debrat has like literally a suit on top dress on the bottom you know Judy's, huge train they both have trains they both have cinderella carriages it's truly like the it is the most it is like and they both have bright pink bouquets it is laughing in the face of of gender dynamics. It's laughing in the I face of like you know masculinity. It's like fuck you. So much fun, and the, they got all the girlies exclusive. were there. Candy was there. Jermaine Dupree walked the brat down the aisle. Portia was there. Uh, Lisa Ray McCoy was there, but she's obviously there. She's the brat's sister. She's the brat's like, sister. So I hope she, <laughs> of was, course she there. was there. No, Mariah. Mariah wasn't there. Just saying. Oh, Mariah Side wasn't eye. there. Oh, interesting. DeBrat and Judy are, not only do they have a reality show together called Brat Loves Judy on WeTV, which I don't watch, but I love it. I think they pr their proposal was on the show, so it Brat hurt. Loves it, Judy. It, it, helps the, it helps the people exclusive photos of it all. Would you spend forever with me? Also, Judy herself is like loaded and so is Brat, I think. Mm -hmm. And so it really helps that they all like, you know, really had a nice big budget for this thing. Because clearly you can see where it went to all the flowers, mm -hmm. the carriages. the Another wedding. Anthony Edwards and Mayor Winningham got eloped last year. Who were they? Secret, the opposite of the Brat and Judy getting married with two horse-drawn carriages is Anthony Edwards Straight from people. ER and Mayor Winningham <laughs> of the Brat Pack getting quietly eloped last year after like, I think this is Mayor Winningham's fourth marriage or fifth marriage or something. Incredible. Not that it matters, but I'm just saying it is the full opposite of what we it's were just talking fourth. about. No, I, I love a late in life like reconnection. I think it's really, it's always very cute. They said, quote, we're too old to throw weddings, which is funny too. <laughs> Because he was interviewed in, um, he was interviewed with Esquire about, is he in something? Inventing Anna. He's in Inventing Anna, yeah. He basically said offhand, oh, I eloped with Mayor Winningham. We started dating last year or the year before. But they met 
in the 80s. They met the year I was born, and you too. They met in 1986 mm-hmm. on the on the movie Miracle Mile. Yep. But then they obviously weren't together for a long time. They be, their romance became serious in 2020 when they both began living in New York at the same time. I love this. This is this is so funny. We've been having incredible walks. <laughs> Edward said. <laughs> he has four children, and she has five. So. Brady Bunch vibes. Yeah, and they're all old as hell, these kids. <laughs> you know, like, kids are out of the house. They're bored. They're bored and want to meet someone. And guess what? Why not call up Anthony Edwards? Mare was in their brat pack. Mare was at one point a pretty significant them. And I think Mare has... Totally. ...is no longer a them. I think both of these people are who's. They're just like character actors, vintage who's. But Well, Anthony just Edwards enough... was in ER, and ER was the biggest show on television for, like, a really long time. Mm-hmm. There's just enough, like, you know nostalgia for both of them that it's like oh cool moving on that's sort of how i feel about it that's cute moving on we were talking a lot of we're talking about a lot of people coming together let's talk about some people splitting apart sam hunt the sexiest country star of all time not even like i mean historically (laughs) historically no yeah like like through time like don't even johnny cash me put johnny cash at his hottest next to sam hunt and then tell me what you think you know (laughs) Well, the thing, also the thing about like country hot is that like, yes, like hotness is subjective and I understand that. And also like, but even when you get down to like broadly appealing like men in country music, they all have a very like unique look. Even if like, oh, a country star is very hot. Like, like when Billy, here's when Billy Ray Cyrus was like king of the world in the early nineties for like that, that little, that little window of time. Billy Ray Cyrus was a sex symbol, but he didn't look like anyone else. Like his hair was different. His style was different. Like it was country hot. It was still like, there's always like an asterisk when it comes to country hot. And I don't mean that as a pejorative at all, but Sam Hunt looks like any typical hunk who would be on the bachelor, right? Like Sam Hunt just looks like a typical white hunk who a soap opera. He looks like he was cast to be a country star. Yeah. In a movie where you would go, no country star looks like this. <laughs> right. He's Country you know? Strong 2, the return of Country Strong. You know what I mean? If Country Strong had a sequel, he's the star. And I don't, and I, and again, I feel weird bringing up like physical appearances in this, in this on this show sometimes, but it's like, I don't think it, Sam Hunt would not have had the impact that he had had he not looked the way he does. He's too hot. And His I music think that he- is also good though. <laughs> it's good. And it would be, at first album is very good. Everything that followed up was not as good as our- country expert friends uh jeff and kelly said like he had this iconic first album and everything else was sort of a flop and he has this huge song body like a back road that he wrote about his now estranged wife imagine your hot country boyfriend or fiance writing a song Calling called body, body like a back, a back road, road about you well, and then bumpy. cheating on the you the back road's bumpy i have to we have to break it's bumpy the back road it's curvy oh it's curvy it's not bumpy it's curvy oh my god that's so rude and i'll be her go way back like Cadillacs, body like a back road, driving with my eyes closed. I know every curve like the back of my hand. Now they've broken up, and she straight up she didn't do uh, irreconcilable differences of no, fraud. No, she, she straight she up said, said you adultery. On. He cheated yeah. on me. That's why I'm yeah. divorcing you. You cheated on me, and. She's pregnant. Well, it's funny because <laughs> he almost got to be more sexy and hot because he had this like fiance that he could always like defer to. And in every yes, profile makes, they'd write about him, they'd be like, oh, Sam Hunt, he's like got a horny vibe, but he loves his fiance. Kiss, kiss. You know what I mean? Because 
He loves her so much yeah. uh, because she has a body like a back road. And it turns out he was full of potholes cheating because country men cheat. That's what country women write about. That Which country is why men are fucking female country bags. songs are so, better. <laughs> yeah. Always. Which is why, which is why Hannah needs to start a country career. Hannah Lee Fowler, number one, mm-hmm. sounds a country singer. Mm-hmm. And number two, now she's got the narrative. Okay. She's got the, uh, right. the, the story. Anyway, um, there was a brief moment where people were like, what's going on? She took the divorce back and the and it was very confusing but all that all that happened was she filed the divorce paperwork in the wrong county and then had to take it back and then refile it somewhere else that's it like nothing changed she just filed it in the wrong county she's still divorcing this guy you wanted to talk about these two i think they're too vemi but maybe like the transition happened in between us talking about them but jason momoa and lisa bonet are reportedly this is like very like uh, he said she said Mm. shit it's a hollywood Hollywood life exclusive take it with a grain of salt take it with like like a a hunk of himalayan with like enough salt to salt your front step after a snowstorm you know what i mean exactly exactly hollywood life big old warm bag Hollywood Life claims that Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet are living together again and working on repairing their marriage. I I believe it, but I believe it because the the best thing where people were retweeting this being like he saw what was out there and he ran back. <laughs> like the worst. Right. No, but like he, I believe it because they were together for so long now's not the best time to go out and meet people you know like it's every every the context of breaking up with but he's he's literally a celebrity i'm sorry but the like the normal like oh he saw what was out there and came running doesn't apply to a hot celebrity guys you know like come on yeah but it's but it's also like the they were together for so long that the that the landscape of the landscape is so different from when he was single Pat in the, in the past. So I think that like there must be, I think it's just like, it must've been much easier and comforting to just try again. Oh, but again, okay. this could be a lie, but they this could be kids. a lie. They also have they also kids, kids and da, 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 da. But we don't know whether this pal. is actually true. Maybe he moved in for, we don't know whether they decide to work on things, but he was probably spotted at our house, which I think is like what yeah. maybe they're responding to. Exactly. Because uh, remember he was like living in a van behind her house or in an RV behind her house for a while. I just think yeah. we talked about them when they broke up. They're definitely two that many to talk about now, but we have to give the update because we set the precedent. And um, I just noticed the response mm. to them breaking up and I was like, okay, like now it seems like they're two. Them- so like upset. Now they're themy. I know. I know. People we're so upset. I love the... Um, and this no, but this 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 commenter the 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 source is correct. The, the source sums it all up. Quote: Everyone is really hoping they can make this work this time around. I believe it. I believe all their friends are like, "Come on, we liked when you two were together," you know. But again, this could be bullshit. <laughs> Take it with the grain of salt. Moving on. Now for Rita. Now for Rita. Now for Rita. Now for Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Lindsay was so overwhelmed by this too much segment Rita. in the doc because she was like, there's so much Rita. She's up to so much and it's overwhelming. 
We can I, barely I'm, even cover all of it. And it's we won't. like I can already, in the edit, I can already tell him I have to edit this down because I'm just like, there's too much Rita. Rita was at Fashion Week. She was at every show. She was in, she's in every headline. It was Milan she, Fashion Week. I, we got a headline from The Sun, which is Rita Ora poses with rarely seen sister Elena backstage at the Prada Fashion Show. And I'm like, have you seen Rita? She's always with her sister. Her sister is always all being seen. The time. The fact that I All know what time. Elena looks like has uh, I I've seen her constantly. So that's the only incorrect. words I see more the only words I see more in my everyday life than Rita Ora are Elena Ora. Okay, right. like that's it. Truly, she's also renovating her house in London, and the Daily Mail's coverage of this is funny and British because they're like, "I thought you were moving to a, I thought you were moving to Australia, Rita." Singer Ora is planning huge renovations on seven point five million pound London mansion, including a panic room, pantry, and dressing room. Dot dot dot. Ahead of purchase down under, pretty clunky, yeah. but they're like, "Oh, always going back to London." She also showed off her toned physique in a quilted black crop top paired with mini skirt. She looked chic in a quirky jumpsuit along her boyfriend at the Bulgari B01 Aurora Awards. And she also mm-hmm. put on a very leggy display, an electric blue mini dress as she posed up a storm. The funniest thing about this Rita segment is this pop bitch newsletter bit that I oh, think we yes. should end on oh, because yes. I think we've been a very, uh, we've been pro Rita and I don't want people to think we're biased. You know, we are biased, but like, I want us to, you know, inv- I also want us to include the stuff that's somewhat negative, which was mm-hmm, from the please. Pop Bitch newsletter, which is well sourced. I trust them implicitly. Somebody submitted a uh, line to them. One company who paid for social media influencer and occasional singer Rita Ora to plug their very affordable product got a bit of a shock when they totted up the stats at the end of the campaign. The number of sales generated by Rita posting an Instagram photo and video to her 16 million followers, seven. 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 Rita doesn't have good conversion rates, is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have good conversion rates. So you're saying rates. it said very affordable product. It said very affordable product so they wouldn't confuse it with, like, it's not like she sold seven yeah, Mazdas. Yeah, they're not. You know? You're not trying to get Rita to, but yeah, you're, you wouldn't you wouldn't guess Rita. It's more about influence when you're trying to sell a, to put a Mazda ad on your Instagram. This was literally yes. like, buy my, like, I bet it was that, like, mermaid Fucking hair phone chain. curler thing. Oh, the no, curler that everyone did. The curler, yeah. you're right. It's, got, it's something cheap and stupid. It's not something that you're thinking. It's not something that you normally would think of. You know, yeah. it's the, even the phone chain is the, hundreds of dollars. It's yeah. one of the cheapy things that she was selling. That really was like it's it's basically one small step away from like the diet tea. You know. Mm-hmm. We're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show, Who's There? Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and assisting. Thank you to everyone who's been leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. We love those. Keep leaving them. And thank you to all of our patrons. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, newsletter, Discord server, occasional commentaries, and more. And we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Have a great week. You or Jayla? Yeah, yeah, they wanna know. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Come on, come on. Hey. I want to be famous.